DJ, drop a beat. Not another podcast. Not another podcast. Not another podcast. What the hell is wrong with you people? Not another podcast. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. James. I am sick and tired of everyone telling me I'm confused. Bryce. We're reckless, arrogant, stupid dicks. Big Jim. Wubble up a dub dub. <laughs> That's my catchphrase, remember? Samantha. I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm going to do it, okay? Dan. I don't know who you are, but I have a very particular lack of skills. I will never be able to find you. Not another podcast. Big Jim is It's hard, hard Jim. Hard Jim. <laughs> oh, sleepaway camp. <laughs> yeah. That was his stripper name. <laughs> sleepaway camp? That's a bad stripper name. He's going to go with hard Jim, but yeah, we can go with that. Go with that. Yeah, hard hey. slam Jim. Come to the main stage. He's going to take your kids out in the woods for a couple weeks. It's Sleepaway Camp. (laughs) Introduce him to the hard gym. There's two lines. Lines protesting and lines offering up their kids. Take the little shit. Um, Take them both. This last week, I've spent my evenings making my way through a four and a half hour documentary. Um... About, about sleepaway camp? Uh, well, you know, kind of. It's about 80s horror movies. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. An entire, and it goes through each year of the decade. It was only four hours. <laughs> wasn't very good. Four though. and a half, four and a half, five hours. <laughs> I had so much or... fun watching it. And then Ryan and I watched Day of the Dead last night. He's never huh. seen Day of the Dead. Very nice. I know. I was like, excuse me. Now, <laughs> so, which, which one are we talking here? Are we talking reboot? Are we talking the one with Bub. Bub? Yeah. Wolverine? No, Bub, the, the zombie that had the gun that was learning. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember. So, John, John Legless Amo. No, that's Land no, of the that Dead. Was, that, yeah. You sure? Yes. Yeah. Day of the Dead was no, 1985. I'm so confused now. Why? Danny, there you is, understand see, me. Here's here's the problem with all the of the dead movies. There are so many of them, and they and all most of them are bleed together now. Well, most of them are by the same person, so it's it's all well, three mean, of those yeah, movies I mean, are Romero. Yeah, Romero's <laughs> Romero's kind of cornered the market on the of the dead, but it's like so many of them now bleed together. Yeah, it's, but it's, like so, like the 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 original Day of the Dead. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Dawn of the Dead and then Dawn Day of, of the, the Dead. dead. Uh, what was the first one? The first black and white one. Was that? Night of the... Dead. Okay, so sure. so they did that. Then they rebooted that in the late 80s. Yeah, early um, 90s. And that uh, was... Actually, it was 1990 and it was rebooted by uh, Tom Servino. Savini. Savini. And the only reason George Romero actually allowed him to do it was because he was slated to be a zombie in the original Night of the Living Dead, but got his uh, 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 draft papers. And so he went off to war, came back after being a battlefield photographer, and he was like, George, can we do this? And he was like, do you want to direct it? He was like, yes, please. And so he did. So Um, yeah, 1990. Also notable because Tony Todd... Yes, that one was Candyman. I actually really loved Savini's reboot. It was 
It had a good, solid, like if it was a bouillon base, it had a good, solid, like flavor of the original. Yeah. But he changed up uh, uh, enough where someone watching it for the first time wouldn't have to see the original to really enjoy it. And people who had seen the original could enjoy it, but they couldn't because they were assholes and they panned it and it disappeared. So and fuck all the, you. People. But I loved the fact he didn't make Barbara a catatonic, you know. She was a badass. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch that one. And Tony Todd, come on. Come yeah. On. Man can't Tony beat Todd. Awesome. Now, and, and then you have then you have the Dawn of the Dead, and then you have the uh, Snyder Dawn of the Dead, which, Prepared interesting. 2002. Uh, hours long if, also. Savini has a cameo oh, yeah. in the reboot of Dawn of the Dead as the sheriff who tells everyone, just shoot him in the fucking head. I rewatched that one like a year ago, and, and it wasn't got, as bad as I thought it was. But it's the zombie Samantha's, babies, yeah, I was gonna say it's got some zombie babies. Zombie baby, the fucking zombie uh, baby. I still hate it. Yeah, you first have to all, do it that way too. Zombie baby, zombie baby. First of all, they're called zabies. <laughs> Sounds like a real bad venereal disease. Oh, dude. Sorry, yeah, baby. Zabies. I'm going to zabies. You, you, uh, if, uh, dude, if you get zabies, doctor, you might as well just pick out your grave site. <sighs> like, what does your semen look like if you've got zabies? Like, Little zombie semen. It comes out with a low. Yeah, they don't so much enter the egg as uh, bite their way through it. They just start That's chewing through kind of the uterus until they uh, eat everything. Yeah, it's gross. Did I miss the conversation where we discussed how James what? looks like a Wild West, like, you know, saloon operator? Yes. Did I miss that conversation? <laughs> yeah. No, we it. haven't. <laughs> like angry Ben Franklin, like no one's had that convo. <laughs> Benjamin fucking Franklin. <laughs> Remember the name, bitch. And he hits you with a key. <laughs> Keys your car. In the shape of a lightning bolt, just so people remember. <laughs> it's Ben Franklin. Would wouldn't I key your uh your horse and buggy? Pretty sure he'd key your Tesla, but whatever. Yeah, Ooh. that's funny. <laughs> well, yeah, but it was a film by the guy who did um Teddy Roosevelt ass kicker or whatever the fuck it was called. FDR American Badass Thank put you, respect Jim. on his name. Lord Kevin Sorbo as a cameo playing the, the, the role he was born to play, Abraham Lincoln, in a marijuana-induced hallucination towards the end of the film. Dude, yeah, nothing I was cooler that than that flying wheelchair, okay? When he's flying With the machine, the with like the, the, the twin miniguns on that shit? Yeah. I mean, this movie exists. Go see it. it FDR. Not only have we watched it, but we've commented on it. I didn't watch it. I missed that. We've one, never God. brought it up on this show before, though. Never, never no, was. Yeah, never was. <laughs> the Bon Jovi part caught me like so unprepared, and when I realized what they were doing, I just I peed myself. I, I peed other people's pants laughing. I just walking I was, around, just pissing on people, laughing so hard. <laughs> so what you got to do, you know? I was it's, out when the Zabies showed up. <laughs> out. Standard. Well, that that movie is just like chock full of like bizarre scenes, but it it, it for some reason this just popped in my head. Uh, Jim, do you remember when we watched Hobo with a Shotgun? Yes. Okay. So 
that movie is is fairly cohesive, but for some reason, in the middle of the movie, what? Just, hang on, <laughs> say that with a straight face, Sheriff. I did. Yes, it's fairly cohesive in that it follows the story of a hobo who's fucked up on drugs or something and starts taking people out with a shotgun. Now, like you do. In, so it, it's in cohesive that context, in that it though, does what the title says. In that's that, the cohesion. Look, okay, it wasn't rubber, but. <laughs> not very few things are <laughs> nothing nothing will ever be rubber is pain <laughs> rubber is pain with a underlining like social commentary that's just like it is it okay. is the worst I get it. but yeah. in in hobo with a shotgun for <laughs> no reason at all they cut to a scene where some guys are either trying to feed a giant squid or pet it or something it's just all tentacles and these two guys and I'm. I, it just made me curious. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen any movies where there's a just a scene out of nowhere that makes no sense in the context of the movie? Well, I mean, I mean that's movies. most eighties movies. Well, yeah. <laughs> movies Pick I've any. seen. No, you know, where animals. Then you'll have to around. tell me what you're doing beneath your desk there. Who? What? Oh, I'm making a post for us. Right. <laughs> Double clicking on the mouse, are we? I'm feeding my Zabie. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, <laughs> I need a drip pan for that. The show right there. My Zabie. Feeding my Zabie. So um, you were just going to make a masturbation yeah. joke, and then you made it weird, Sam. <laughs> Fuck real. I didn't you have know. to this time. It was awesome. Yes, but she made it weird in the most glorious way. As I usually do. Danny, was that a balloon that just fell behind you? Yeah, Pennywise is in my closet. He's waiting until he's out of timeout. But well, it was a green balloon, though. Is he Irish? <laughs> oh, <Not> Pennywise. <laughs> we'll see what the cat of nine tails has to say about it. <laughs> Did you get someone from Jim's basement? No. See, I just bookmarked that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm reading it. Should we I'm run Danny by the, uh, the question that I uh, posed the group la- uh, at the end of the last show in regards to multiple personality disorder and demonic possession? possession? Yeah. That was a good show we had last week. Yeah, I listened to the beginning of it. I have not finished it yet. Uh, you're not missing much. Yeah, no, not really. We did have a good conversation about it, though. It was That's awesome. Good. Did you miss me? No. Oh yeah, no, hardly noticed you were gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, yes that's okay. Yes. You really did. <laughs> Dicks, <laughs> like yeah, uh huh. And we She's had Brie this okay. week. Boys, we survived. Do you really <laughs> want to be missed by this group? I mean, really, always. Well, my need for attention says yes. Oh, okay. But, you well, know. we'll float your ego for today. Just I'm just messing her. Anyway, so what's the question that you pose to everyone so I can play? Uh, essentially, it was, uh, do you think that uh, in the event uh, a spirit or demonic force of some sort uh, was to possess someone that happened to have uh, multiple personality disorder, do you think then that only one of the personalities gets possessed or does that and that means that like all the other like there's like 
seven slots that they've got seven personalities. One's filled. They got six empty that you know, six more demons can come by. Or do you think that uh, all those um, personalities would then be possessed? Um, uh, and also as a side question, in the event that somebody was possessed with multiple personality disorder and one of those personalities happened to believe they were a Catholic priest and had a stronger sense of faith, could they then exercise themselves? This is the shit you miss, Sam, when you're not <laughs> here. Do yeah. you understand? I'm very sad. Some fun questions. Yeah, thank you. Thank <clears throat> you. <laughs> I have an opinion. Please, the uh, floor is yours. So I think that only one personality would be possessed because um, it's been shown now. I, I This is also in the movie Split, but there are like peer reviewed documents that show some of this because schizophrenia is still multiple personality disorder, still very like uh, don't really know that much about it. Um, but one personality can have like a physical ailment or a disease, whereas the other one other ones don't so like my opinion is yes it would only possess one personality the uh if a priest was one of those personalities are they ordained like are they an actual like active priest when they're present a lady's choice it's your messed up head They could believe they were ordained. Yeah, it's it's. More, I guess I that's guess, where the strength would be. I mean, that yeah. belief, how strong that belief is. That's the I mean, key. Yeah. It's like being an ordained, you know. Yeah, that doesn't really mean pastor. anything. Yeah, it's a piece of paper so, that says you can legally preach. I'm but, going to say. Well, I figure if you're going to go through the the the, the whole process of creating schooling. an additional personality. You know, you're not going to be like, yeah, I went to seminary school and I flunked out. So, you know, bummed out <laughs> for a while. God damn it. <laughs> no, that, honestly, if it was Catholic, they'd probably be kicked out uh, for having multiple personalities because, yay, Catholicism. Only if they uh, get caught. Yeah, True. right. Um, so I would say yes, that the priest can then exercise its other personality, but then that would mean that they were self-aware. Mm -hmm. And usually, if I'm not mistaken, aside from split being a point of reference, yeah. uh, the individuals are not able to actively participate with the other individuals. Yeah, they don't interact. So in the respects, you might have a preacher inside your personality wait a minute I, I but at that, that rate they wouldn't be able to exercise that which isn't present well they're exercising the physical body which the demon is possessing but it's only making one personality act is where i'm imagining yes james um if we're using split as a reference the the personalities that he he had were aware of each other yeah, but so in, in in this context, if we're <laughs> going to use that as our basis for this discussion, the demon would would know that a priest personality exists, and vice versa. Well, yeah, but the thing is, um, they can't 
they leave each other notes and videos, but they can't physically interact with each other and ha- like carry a conversation. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 I get that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just wondering <laughs> how that, especially in the case of the demon, that if, if the demon is combating the the priest personality. Is what? He's wetting the, the, the combating. Throwing down, bro. Make fun of me again, Jim. No, I live in Pennsylvania, so people don't usually use all of the the, the, the syllables or the consonants. <laughs> I, I just like hearing I, it I, when I, it's I, said correctly. So I I apologize. That was that was more an indulgence for me, James. Um, <laughs> but my my question is then: Do you think that the demonic personality might try and do the the body physical harm in order to harm the priest personality? Now, if I might add a few cents on this. Yes, uh, um, Senator Danny. Thank you, thank you. Um, the problem would be is if the preacher took hold over the body, then he would be trying to exercise himself, which wouldn't necessarily hold clout in the respects that any genuine exorcism, uh, it's based primarily on the belief structure of the possessee that their faith in God is what is going to save them. And that's what they're trying to reaffirm and hammer into their head. It's like demon can't have this one. So if a preacher was trying to exercise themselves, it would basically be like doing absolutely nothing at all. Once the demon manifested itself on the surface, the preacher personality wouldn't be in the forefront anymore. So all of the things he did wouldn't make any difference whatsoever, any more than the demon trying to cast out the preacher as an entity taking over this mind would work to no advantage at that rate. He's basically, it's like the analogy I brought up. Everyone's in a car, but the difference is, is you're all in separate little sections of the car, like a Homer Simpson vehicle where you're fucking separate. But every now and again, someone takes the wheel and starts driving. Well, when they drive, what they choose is what they choose. Nothing else interacts with them. If they decide to barrel off a fucking cliff, the rest of them are going to be fine so long as the body survives. But no interaction will be had for the driver. So if the preacher takes the driver's seat and the demon's off the back, same concept applies. You will be able to not harm your own mental physicality because at that rate, one could suggest that a multi-personality person could, in theory, have a psychologist in their head and some do that aren't able to rationalize or understand or change the chemical balance enough to where they can isolate control the identities, stopping them from being multi-personality. See, it's one of those things where you might have a personality who has all the answers, but the problem is they can't do anything about it. So any more than that, I would suggest that if you were possessed and you had a preacher in your identity strain, Neither one would be able to impact the other in any way, shape, and form, aside from physical damage to the body, which the demon wants but doesn't want because if he loses the carcass, then there's nothing. He goes back where he goes from and nothing's happened. That's not the point of a demon possession, though. A part of it is to basically throw the middle up finger up at God and say, well, see what I did to your child? You. So in the respects, the only thing he could do is kill himself. But at that rate, it would have no impact from anybody else's outside forces within the head. In theory. 
I, I changed my answer. I like that. That makes the mo- that makes the most sense. Well, yeah, but then the movie ends, you know, badly. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if we're talking added. fiction, we can do whatever the hell we want. But yeah. if we put this in like a realistic quote, bunny ears, um, if we put this in a realistic like framework, um, which none of us are professionals, uh, so don't take our words for it. But, you know, if we put this in realistic framework, I think what Danny laid out is makes the most sense because those personalities can't talk to each other. They might be aware of one another, but they can't talk to each other. Eve Black is a real situation that if you watch her interviews, she knows that she has three personalities, um, but they can't interact with one another. Um, and they actually compiled down to one for who's best for this woman's daughter to take care of. It's actually a very interesting case to go if you research it. Um, the videos of her are on YouTube. But anyway. Um, <clears throat> what was but, again? Eve Black. Eve Black. Mm-hmm. Eve Black, Eve White, and Jane, like Jane Doe. Like those are the three names. And um, yeah, the videos of, of her and the switches is really fascinating. So um, well, can I pose this question then? Uh, returning to Danny's uh, uh, car analogy. If say the demon is driving the car and decides it wants to do harm as it were mm-hmm. do you think the survival instinct of the other personalities would override then the demon it comes it down to the strength of the other personalities versus the demon if we're respecting this as an actual demonic possession mm-hmm. this is a supernatural being that has literally jumped its consciousness into another human being now granted the role of the dice he picked wrong <laughs> but at this rate we're still banking on the fact this is a supernatural being at this rate you're dealing with something that is superhuman that i don't think he would relinquish control unless it suited some benefit to him or it whatever you want to call it but at the respects i think again it comes down to the strength of the person involved you know and a lot of possession cases that I've at least looked into, the person who is possessed yeah, I see what you did there. Clarity. Possession looked into. See? But that's just it. It's like, of all the things that I've heard about, you know, real possession cases, uh, nice. <laughs> um, nice somersault. The person does tend to get a moment of clarity from time to time where they are themselves, Mm -hmm. which in a multi-personality scenario (laughs) could mean one of the many uh, personalities has a chance to come to the forefront. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the rule still exists. When the demon wants control again, he's going to take it. And when he does, you're fucked. So if he was meaning to do harm, again, it comes down to the strength of the person's character as a whole so like if this scenario ever came about and all the other personalities let's just say there are three other personalities living in this person's head including the demon so that makes four if the other three decided that they needed to work as a whole you might actually have an individual personality come forth which might in theory have the same effect as normal folks who have had 
possession thrust upon them were there moments of clarity where their cry for help to someone else and say, get me a fucking preacher, give me somebody of the cloth or of the belief or of the religion to get this bastard out of my fucking head before I lose control again. That may or may not come to about, but at the same time, it may or may not work at all. What else could be really interesting there is if um, the other personalities are stronger and they've then become aware that one of their personalities is possessed, they could keep that personality sequestered and the demon is essentially trapped True. until they get yeah. to someone. That was kind of my, my initial uh, yeah. thought was uh, either way, it's going to be a, a harder road to hoe for the demon um, because of the fact that if, if they're in a body whose brain is damaged in such a way where it can compartmentalize an entire personality um, to use Danny's analogy with the car, I feel like the possess the, when it's a possession, it isn't so much that it's a demon driving the car. I think it's more like whatever personality was dominant at the time of said possession would have an influence, a voice that would be uh, able to talk to it. Um, the others might be aware of it because, you know, occasionally they have, you know, uh, some form of, of, of knowledge uh, of that level or whatever. But I feel like if, if whatever person, whoever's driving at that time, they're the one that gets the influence. And depending on how, much, how strong the will is of that particular personality would determine whether or not um, how much influence that has. If it's a weak personality, it could be a total uh, person uh, possession. If it's a stronger uh, uh, will, then more than likely it would just be like, you know, a voice telling him to do stuff or her. You know, let's not say that only guys can be mentally ill and possessed. Okay, let's be woke. Could we please? And don't assume that all demons are guys either. Okay. Maybe it's a maybe it's a male demon in life, and in the afterlife, it associates in a different way. We should be sensitive. Maybe it's transitioning. Yeah, might well, be, might be. And there, I mean, in a way, well, I, I think we're getting into poor but, taste you know, territory here. But that actually brings up. We an started there, Jim. Though. It brings up an interesting thought. If the personalities were strong enough to hold a demon. Uh, <laughs> yes yes they do I'm bringing the uh, it brings up an interesting thought though that if a multi-personality individual could in theory uh encapsulate and be possessed by a demon and control it the question i would have then what makes the difference between them and the rest of us what makes a demon a demon? No, not what makes a demon a demon. But in the respects, I know that from my personal self, there's always been a side of my psyche that I have been terrified to explore. Just out of sheer principle, there are aspects of my character and my personality that I do not like. And I've worked very, very hard to move past them and move forward and try to figure out why. And I've boiled it down to a part of my primal mind uh is still a massive part of who i am and it's one of the reasons why i've never done with uh, psychotropic drug use of any kind because a part of me is like 
there's things that I don't ever want to be free to express. And a part of what makes me me is my control therein. So in theory, I have my own demons controlled, but a person with split personality would just have consciousness of an actual entity within. So what makes the difference between them and us? What if that demon's endgame is to convince you that you have it contained? Potentially. And that is a theory. And it's definitely worth the thought experiment, if nothing else, because at that rate, again, there are so many facets to the human psyche that don't necessarily always get probed. I mean, we talked about it last week, Sans, Sam, uh, about the idea that you know, a human energy can't dissipate. It just changes shape, changes form. It's one of the reasons why believing in ghosts is so easy in the respects that the human spirit is something we've never officially been able to quantify. What makes a person a person? We can understand their thought processes because of the natural order of things, but the fact that they think and the fact that they can act and do based off of certain ratios doesn't necessarily quantify humanity by the soul. So at that rate, again, it's the much bigger, broader question. But at the same time, what if what makes us who we are is simply being inhabited by that which was? Hmm. Interesting. Also, James, uh, can you get a priest on for us to interview? I am not allowed uh, within <laughs> 50 yards of any church or priest. <laughs> There's truth to that. Uh, <laughs> sure, faint fun in you, nun. He means it. And I can't talk anymore about it. So let's move on. Well, and again, uh, it's one of those things where that was my theory on the whole premise, though, was, you know, the idea that possession for the longest time was treated as demonic in and of itself. But through psychology and understandings of how people rationalize things, they've come to realize that a lot of the times it's just people's inner demons that are manifesting themselves in the worst way possible and having the only point of reference that they have, which for some of these folks is scripture to understand the nature of a demon. They basically enact their innermost monstrosities. And by doing so, they kind of lose their collective shit. Does anyone know, I had heard that the the church doesn't even, like, they won't even consider demonic possession anymore. Like, the science is advanced enough now that they, they it's like, no, it's a no. psychological issue. And well, you're absolutely right, but the Roman Catholic, they still believe it's a thing. Yeah, most of them, like, they do. There's still, a, there's still like, um, a section, but there's actually, like, scientists that work for the catholic it, it takes a lot to prove a demonic oh, yeah, possession yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the thing is they will put it up against all scientific tests they will put it up against everything because they want to prove that yeah. this is not a possession so um it takes it takes a massive ryan was telling me about this because uh to uh, he actually went to seminary school for a little while um but he like it takes a massive amount of proof and they go through so much proving that it is not a demonic possession and to find the core of whatever's happening so 
I don't know when the last like real possession was. We could probably say Emily Rose. I don't know. I haven't looked into it because she was real. Um, but uh, huh? Annalise Mikhail. She was German. And the reason that one took so many people by storm was because they didn't get the authorization. They had mm. one preacher who basically went there, got some evidence, believed it to be true, and decided to move ahead uh, with the exorcism. And sadly, not only was she malnourished, but she was also self-abusive. And even under restraints and malnourishment and dehydration, she eventually did die. Yeah. So they basically put him on trial and said, did you kill this girl by being an idiot? Yeah, and that's what made the big deal. Uh, Emily Rose. Your Honor, I don't understand the question. Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, it, um, it is in their best interest to prove that it is not happening. Yep. So, and uh, if it does, it's going it, to take it, a lot. Isn't that weird, though? You, you'd think that they'd want to prove it is a thing, so maybe they could get more people to come to church. The problem yes, with is, but there's also a difference between the scientists and the the priesthood. Well, Even though I, you are a priest, again, that I, is I a know, scientist. But, yeah. but um, demonic possession is not is not a good selling point. <laughs> well, and that's the kicker. You see, for them, it's not only a liability, but it's also more hard evidence that the devil exists. And why is God not doing anything? So for anybody who was a half believer, if you ever saw a demonic possession and it was a real genuine scenario, you'd be more swayed to believe that the devil was more impactual upon the earth than God was, because especially in the scenario where the possessee dies, if they dies, where was God? Where where was the strength of the words and the power that we believe so long? Yeah, but it's it's not controlling the narrative. the church could could easily come up with a narrative. I mean, it it's God's plan, you know. I think I mean, all that's not strong enough, though. Oh, we're all overlooking a uh, a very obvious opportunity, which would be a TV show about a priest and, who is also a scientist. So it'd be like you know, Professor Priest or you know, Doctor MD, something like that. Well, you, like, know, you know, he's gonna like Father MD. Yeah, by day, he, yeah, Father MD. So by 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 day, he has to do like you know morning vespers and shit, and like you know. Tr- but by night, he's like a scientist solving crimes. But you know, we uh, we we kind of already have I that, would watch that, and show. it's called Stigmata. Well, yeah, the movie, Kinda. yeah, because he's a priest who's a scientist, and you know, <laughs> yeah, he's really bad at his job. He really is. I mean, that movie. Not, oh my gosh! He's not supposed to fall for his subject. I yeah. recently rewatched that, maybe three months ago. You Ryan and I watched it. There is no more quintessential '90s movie than fucking Stigmata. Dude, the fashion, like, the language, the living—it's so '90s. It's Satan's got like a puka, Satan's got a puka shell necklace and Janko jeans. That was at the time, though. Do you remember, like, uh, there were so many, like, possession-type movies. There was there was Stigmata. There was uh, Bless the Child. There was um, End of Days with fucking Schwarzenegger. There was the Winona Ryder one, uh, the name I'm completely blanking on. It was a Winona um, Ryder movie, so, you know, that's acceptable. It was actually good, though. <laughs> that was when she was, she was kind of making, like, Man. her 
third or fourth comeback. <laughs> she was making efforts. She was making efforts. Uh, that's it was it was a solid movie though. But yeah, there was like a string for like a couple of months where there was just a bunch of like religious supernatural movies right there in the ninety in the late nineties, early aughts. And I feel like it was probably kicked off by the revamping of the Exorcist and the re-release to the theaters. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like it was. No, I think that was like right in the middle of it when they really started to hit. Well, okay, so here's the next stage of uh, mm. of the question. So, oh, no. based on most of the information and research that I did not do. <laughs> uh, but the movies and the TV shows pretty reliable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mostly, more often than not, whenever there's a possession, something like that, the intent is <coughs> the, um, the, the the demon or the essence or whatever it is that's trying to corrupt someone is doing so in an attempt to remove what is, I guess, believed to be a soul, to corrupt something that was pure and to, to benefit it in some way. Yeah. Uh, my my question then, then I would oppose to you, should you go along with that sort of line of thinking, do you believe that the soul and the consciousness are kind of one thing? And therefore, if that were true, could someone then potentially have the ability for astral projection wherein their physical, they're more able to become more of a, a, a being of, uh, you know, I guess energy for lack of a better term. Energy, so yeah. See, see your, your, your body and you can travel and, and see other places and whatnot. Could it be possible then that a living being could potentially possess another person by overwhelming them with uh, a basic, by, by projecting enough of themselves into somebody else or would they be able to do battle with a demon in some kind of a metaphysical you know, realm? Easy questions this week. Fucking just T-ball. Get um, I'm going to get coffee. I, I, would, I would argue, and I think, Danny, you made this point last week, that if a demon is able to possess someone, the, the soul in question isn't strong enough to do battle with the demon on its own hence the possession right that being said if if the soul in question is not strong enough to battle a demon within itself i don't think it would be strong enough to astral project for lack of a better term totally missed all that it's okay it wasn't important okay if i might offer a thought (laughs) <laughs> What's ever stopping you? Uh, I don't know. Patience, <laughs> a desire to hear what other people have to say. I've heard you say some lewd shit completely unprovoked. It's just odd to hear you ask. First. And and racist, too. <laughs> <laughs> easy, Sheriff. Easy. He's had a rough day, all right? Easy there, Franklin. Uh, so, your questions are... Interesting in the respect. I was say your questions are dumb. Your questions no. are bullshit. No, they're actually this is like, stupid. You're stupid. We're all stupid. <laughs> One of the reasons why I've ever kind of considered <laughs> that as a possibility was in the respects that if somebody actually did become possessed because their soul or essence consciousness was weaker than the demon, so therefore would have the opportunity to take over. 
what if that person became stronger because of their trial through fire? And if so, would they learn something from the possession in and of itself without outside help? Remember, this has got to be one of those scenarios where you have to be flung into the end of the poison pit and find a way to swim your own way out. And if you do, when you come out the other side, you're immune to it. But more so than that, I don't know about it gives you. you something more human than human at that rate. It gives you an opportunity to unlock a door otherwise closed to normal people by sheer default. We might be strong of consciousness and spirit in and of itself, but that locks that door off to your ability to astral project or even to inherit somebody else's, you know, essence. But if you were possessed and found a way to beat the demon internally, I have always wondered if that would unlock the potential to actually do some of the things you're talking about. And people have talked about, you know, through meditation and, you know, the trials of Buddha and things like that, you can find a way to astral project, if only to transcend your body, your physical form to a higher plateau. Mm-hmm. But that's through a strong belief and a constant, steady focus. I always thought that it, it was possible. I don't know that I've ever seen it. And honestly, I wouldn't know what I was looking at, even if it was. It's like trying to explain, you know, Aramaic to somebody in the first grade who only ever knew English. It's like, yeah, good luck. They're not going to understand what they see, even if they try to fake it. Well, but I at think- the same time, it gives you that opportunity if you were possessed. Discuss. Samantha. Okay. <laughs> um, so thinking about this and, and all of us are, are um, readers. Uh, so thinking about this from I like, thought she was going to call us idiots. <laughs> I, that too. But we, we, we're all, Both we're back. all readers. Um, we're all idiots who read. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can get behind that. That's fine. So um looking at something like that, like what you're saying, Danny and Jim, your question is like looking at it through the eye of a, of a reader and especially of like fantasy and like that kind of stuff is I always hated it when the person who the faithless person or the chosen one who doesn't believe that they're chosen. And then suddenly, Oh man, everything is so easy for me and I can fight and I know all the things, even though you haven't studied it. meanwhile the person with you has dedicated their life to it and you know nothing good happens to that person so for possession because i agree i think it would be very interesting to like unlock that part of your mind but if you haven't studied this if you don't know how to do it i don't see a way for it to happen unless like in the times you are lucid and not run over by a demon that you're actively studying this or you have help from someone so sort of looking at it through that fantasy lens and bringing it into a, like a realm of reality. If you don't know what you're doing, you can't unlock that because you don't know how, and you don't have a frame of reference for how to do that. You can't just magically do it. True. The only counterpoint I would offer to that is to the idea that somebody had to do it first for there to be a way to do it. And that first person was not instructed or told. And that's kind of one of those, uh, uh, deniable story plot holes that we've just kind of bought over the years. But in the respects, somebody had to do it first without instruction in order for there to become instruction. And again, at this rate, we've never known anybody to individually beat 
possession. Mm-hmm. So in the also, respect, somebody has to do it first. Also, Bruce we need Campbell? to def- we need to define <laughs> what happens in a possession because my understanding of possession is essentially the the subversion of the dominant personality. <laughs> so how could that personality fight back if it's essentially locked in a box? You know what I'm saying? Well, there are, you One know, fundamental uh, human uh, instincts, survival instincts. You know, you never know what someone is capable of until they're put into uh, a possess position where they are forced to kind of you know unlock that particular door you know some people will just crumble others will like mothers can lift helicopters off of burning babies i don't know why they set their baby on fire and then put a helicopter (laughs) out of it i thought it was a baby or mothering that's just bad mothering as far as i'm concerned but she was luckily able to lift it back off her child put her out hopefully put the kid out i don't know Bad mom. damage sets in. Yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Weird insight there, dude. But yeah, well, I would say though, he that, does paint it, a picture, though, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, the uh, the the point, the nugget of point inside that turd sandwich that I just made, you guys, uh, was essentially though that you know that personality, yes, might be meek, might feel you know inferior uh, until it might be pushed to a certain point and then maybe it would kind of you know uh do something that it would not normally do but again we're dealing with a lot of what ifs oh yeah uh it would this would have to be a situation like you know i because the only way i would be able to answer would be for myself in that situation and as uh i spoke with the other seven of us and and we all agree that we're not crazy Remotely. But I mean, that's he, he came with the head. We don't have really a whole lot we can say about that. But car came with the passengers. There's no getting around it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, in, in the event of because how we, how you and I kind of see uh, existence, at least at this level, is, you know, in these, you know, meaty bodies that we, we pilot around and we go and do stuff. You know, maybe it's something where these, you know, should beings on other planets exist, which more than likely, you know, statistically, you know, you'd be a fool not to think. Maybe it's something where, like, on each planet, there is a different form. And then what travels, instead of having to take all of this, like, meaty luggage with me everywhere I go, I can just kind of, like, turn into the, the, the central core essence and that can travel. And then when it gets to its destination, there's like, maybe it's made out of feathers or nerf or wicker. We don't know. It depends on the planet and the consciousness and the, the, the reality that you end up going into. Are you saying we could be a wicker man? <clears throat> or woman. Think about wicker that. Man. You could dress or up demon. in a bear suit and punch Nicolas Cage in the face and that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> is he here? Is <laughs> Nicholas <not>. Cage here? <laughs> Apparently, he's at awful. Danny's the house. original was way better. Yes. How how many <laughs> women? How many women did Nicholas Cage punch in that one? <laughs> <laughs> not enough. He's just running through the island, just decking women left, right, and center. Where is uh, she? Uh, Who 
we'd answer, but you keep hitting us in the face. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, goodness. In a movie that was already pretty jarring, we didn't need to get that jar. I didn't like that jar. That was too much. You jar. Know, yeah. Too much jar. Jim, your, your, uh, your theory about our energy dissipating from this world and then moving on to an entirely new world. It does give credence to the, the, um, the theory that earth has been visited by aliens before, and it was aliens who helped build the pyramids. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone from another world, uh, died on that world, but their energy came to this world and somehow retained the knowledge of advanced building technologies and was able to help create the structures we know as the pyramids. This like is terrifyingly similar to Scientology, guys. Or space. It's true, but it is, it's building on Jim's theory, though. Have you guys heard the theory that Mars was actually our original planet and we came here to escape? That's why we found water and other items over there. Hmm. Oh, where we had our PV pit. Is that where oh, the picture is that where the face of Elvis where they saw that? You know, this, they saw something like face. Like, I'm just saying, there's a theory out there. I know. One of the things that I've come to understand. So wait, we're just basically an organism that starts with the planet closest to the sun, fucks up that planet, then just keeps moving out in orbit. Well, it's much until... cooler out here. No, and no, now we're Samantha trying to go back. We, we've we've been on Mars. Yeah, that's where we originated. Yeah, and that's why they found water tunnels. That's why, because that's where humans were first, and then we came to Earth. We fucked Earth up. Now we're trying to go back to Mars. Mm. And the Mars you can't move like, these crops. I'm sorry, <laughs> it just doesn't suit. The HOA not, on Mars is like we hard can't go. Well, we fucked up this in. field. We got to fuck mm. up this field next, so this field gets better. I'm not. I'm not opposed to the theory that there was life on Mars billions <clears> of years ago. And and Mars is a good look for for We're humans in. about what's going to happen to our planet. If we keep on going. It's just going to be a desolate pile of rocks. Well, yes, no, Mars. it'll be a pile of plastic and like Bart Simpson dolls. Yeah. and you know, truly. But still, it's so. Hey, let me pose this question to you. I, I heard this once, and I'd love to get your guys's answer. Danny. What do you think the last? Um, the, the very last thing left on this planet that will show some sort of alien visitors that humans existed. Dildos. <laughs> Didn't even hesitate. It'll, yeah, more than likely be some big stone cock. Definitely going to be porn. Uh, no. <laughs> Honestly, I, I... places around this bitch. Romulus, have you won't. discovered anything about the dead planet? Yes, someone by the name of Edward Penis Hands lived here many moons ago. And someone named John Holmes was their king. <laughs> he seemed like a quite powerful man. See, the theory oh, that I heard, that, or the best answer to that question that I heard was actually diamonds. Cut diamonds. But diamonds are so common. Like and they're also the incredibly brittle. And a girl's best friend. So you say? I I don't. I don't and want a diamond wink, ring. Wink so. there, Which makes it not a diamond's worst fucking enemy because it's like but, you gotta <laughs> buy these fucking carbon um, chunks. I would argue. Actually, there used to be a TV show 
that um, I don't know if it was like a special run, but they went through like all the um, big monuments and like underground things. And they, they would go through over how it would deteriorate if there was no humans and how long it would take. So yeah, one of the last like after humans are gone or something like that. Yeah, I, th- I think so. But uh, the one of the episodes that I, I think. Yeah, yeah I think it so. was really, really interesting. Some of them. But one of them was like there's an underground like the the vault, the photo and like video archives would be one mm-hmm. of the last things that survived um i believe i don't quote me on that but um i i think honestly it probably won't even be physically on the planet it would be what's it would be what's in our orbit it would be all of the satellites all the garbage and shit and garbage yeah, well eventually like orbits deteriorate though because yeah. we're never on the exact same plane so eventually they would mm, all fall yeah. to earth too but what about the stuff on the moon there's nothing there to deteriorate that stuff. Except the fact it's getting riddled by meteorites all the time. So whatever we left up there is going to get obliterated by either micrometeorites or giant ones that create a giant crater where our shit used to be. And but even be if it gets hit, there might be stuff left. Evidence that something visited. It's James banking feels, a lot. James feels confident that the soundstage where they film the moon landing will survive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's going to be it. I mean, I appreciate the opportunity. This close. Well, what's it going to take to get me the rest of the way there? <laughs> <laughs> I already called you a Wild West sheriff at the jump, and it's only been a running gag since. Fuck. <laughs> Mute me. Mute me. <laughs> Mute me or mute me? Mute. Little column A, little column B. Um, but the one thing that I, I have a hard time with, and this is just me now, the likelihood of intelligent life out in the universe. Absolutely. Have no problem with that. The idea that it had to be an alien species that taught us how to build shit. Oh, I don't need an alien race to learn how to stack fucking rocks. I'm sorry. Well, it, the pyramids may be old, but they're not the beginning of humanity. Yeah, but old. it's not just that it's a bunch of stacked rocks. It's the rocks that had no business being there that were that's that Stonehenge. Were, and no, the it's the laser cut from a quarry down the river. So they it's were floated the, up and dropped. It's the laser cut precision that they have questions about. It's not the fact that they were built, because sure, yeah, that's the Mayans did that, but the Mayans do not have the laser cut precision and ex- and like exacting measurements so much so that no light can penetrate through it. Like it's perfect. Uh, and that's what they have questions about. Now I'm not saying that humans didn't do that because absolutely, because that was also probably a time where people cared about the quality of their work. Well, and but- <laughs> it's like the idea of saying that it had to be something beyond human to make a perfectly square stone in a time when they had already built perfectly squared stones, they just didn't do it in a giant freaking triangle or pyramid. They did it in other monuments because you got to remember the pyramids of Giza were old, but there'd been a dozen or so Mm -hmm. before them. And even more so there were other uh, structures like the Sphinx and things like that, that predate the pyramids of Giza and have the same level of precision and careful, you know, uh, construction built into them. They just weren't fucking monument. And that's the only difference. Somebody said, hey, 
you guys have been doing a really good job over there. I want you to do something over here. Okay, well, how big you want it? Fucking huge. Well, well it's yeah. one thing to it's one Fucking thing to huge. It's one thing to be able to create a lot of like really well yeah. built stuff that survived for centuries, but when we're only now able to have the kind of technology to be able to to analyze how or what it would take in order to do the things that they just were able to do with using what you put some logs under a big heavy rock and you push it or whatever. Like there's a lot. Eddie Izzard laid it a out. Lot, yeah, basically. <laughs> That's where I get all my history uh, and information. Me too. From. <laughs> That's I mean, fair. Fuck, That's it, fair. it comes alive and it's wearing a dress. And, and Danny, I'm, I'm actually with you. I I've never, ever liked the, the idea that someone came down and taught them how I, I just used Jim's theory and applied it to that conspiracy as a possibility. Because let's face it, there's got to be a lot of trial and or and error for them to come up with that building technique. Mm -hmm. But where did that idea come from? And and that's that's essentially where I'm I'm posing that the possibility that we as beings of energy. And that energy gets transferred to right. another world, to another physical form, but still somehow retains some of the knowledge from that past life experience, for lack of a better term. True. So if if Jim's theory is 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 correct, and we when we shuffle off this meat puppet, and our energy travels to wherever it goes to next and inhabits another meat puppet, it, it does give give credence to that, not only that conspiracy theory that, you know, aliens built the pyramids, but also it gives credence to the whole past life experience, being able to remember past lives. And, because and if we agree. are energy that just travels around, we could have been on earth a couple of times or different parallel Earths on parallel dimensions. Yeah, and we sucked ass every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> Humans are pretty awful. <laughs> but the thing about it is, though, and and I, I totally get where you're coming from, and actually I do agree with you in a lot of respects. But at the same time, first off, if you want to break it down, and we're talking about the Pyramids of Giza because it is such a monument to this idea it's, it's the most well known the mm -hmm. thing about it is though is if you have the math to understand how to stack where to stack to create the passages you have the geometric math to understand what structure you need to do so the idea that it's a pyramid is just a geometric shape mm -hmm. and geometric shapes exist everywhere throughout our known world all the time and let's face it humanity on a whole we're fairly imaginative people. When left to our own devices, we come up with shit, whether it's based out of stuff we've experienced before, stories we've been told, or we straight up imagine that shit when we sleep, you know, whatever it may be, whatever your life is consumed by will affect your dream logic, your waking imagination in such a way that the idea that the old pyramids were anything more than human invention to me seems a little reaching for something that may or may not be there. Is it possible? Sure. I don't know. It, for all I fucking know, it absolutely happened. But from a logical standpoint, 
the idea that it had to be something extracurricular for someone to go, I've got a great idea. Let's try this. And they tried it and it kind of worked. And then tried it again and it worked a little bit better and so forth and so on to where they finally got to a point where it's like, I got this bitch. And they built something that had never been built before, like an iPad or an iPod. You know, these imaginations, these wondering, stretching things that we have as humanity never cease because while it happened in the ancient world and they were dumb, they weren't. They were just like us, imaginative people concerned about their day-to-day lives, probably a bit more held down by them because there was a bit more work involved in just surviving. But at the same time, it never stopped them from being imaginative. And the idea that the architects who actually built these, well, had the idea for these structures, uh, not built, were not so concerned about their day-to-day survival because they were already well-known within whatever royal court they were a part of. So their ability to just be imaginative, creative types was allowed. So again, that thought process goes through all of humankind. It's why we started using tools. It's why we started, you know, throwing sticks at shit that were faster than we are because we figured it out. We're like, Hey, I can't catch this fucking thing, but if I throw this thing, it goes faster than I do, plus my speed. And then we realized, hey, we can make something that makes it go even faster. And again, we learn from these things over time. So the construction of the pyramids to me is just like, yeah, we built a thing. That's awesome. Yeah. No, we we didn't just build one. You built several and they're like perfectly aligned within like a, a, a mind staggering like how they're like mathematically lined up where where they're at. It's not just they're like, proportionate this, to the sun. This one looks really nice and yeah. is built really well. They're not just scattered randomly. Like there, there's a like everything about them has so much purpose that just repetition and getting a little bit better each time just doesn't quite hold enough water as far as I see it. Do you and think though? And- do you think though that it's possible that we? you know, had discovered some uh, foreign technology from another planet that we've been able to reverse engineer in order to, uh, you know, advance our own personal technologies. Because go back, what, to the 1950s, to the 1970s and the 80s, like we didn't have any, we didn't have this, we didn't have cameras on, you know, that we could fit in our pockets that could talk to anyone on the planet. War creates invention. Yeah, see, I, I, I think that's too simplistic of you. I think that there, and if you can entertain the idea that there was reverse engineering, then it's easy to believe that there was uh, uh, influence here that goes with stuff that's been found in the ice, stuff that's been crashed here. So if that, if, that could, if that could exist, if that existed at any point in time, then the leap to, you know, assistance with building, you know, our weird fucking... Atari houses out in the desert uh, <laughs> would stand a reason. It, because, it does. You know. And it does. And that's the thing. The simple fact is I don't have enough evidence to conclusively say one way or the other. But what I can say is just from my personal feelings on, on the situation as far as observational history is concerned, humanity, we're pretty fucking clever. And for a time, we were very selective about our breeding in the cleverness therein. 
So for a time, we actually created something more than we ever once were. So again, when we compare things like a computer to a pyramid, yeah, they look like stonework versus high-tech, you know, sci-fi fantasy, but that's because the time we live within. And on top of that, it doesn't stop people nowadays from coming up with new technologies. Could it be borrowed or backward, you know, uh, engineered? Absolutely. But it could also be just the natural order of somebody figuring out, hey, I found this thing. I know how to make it do something different. Hey, if you do that different, I can make it do this different. And it's an evolution of our technology, of our mental stability, our power that we have. Because at this rate, we no longer have to be the alpha predator. We already are. We own this bitch. The only thing we stand to evolve is our mental yeah but we're doing it before it kills us (laughs) true true but at the same time it's like we only stand to evolve our mental prowess and our ingenuity and our imagination because that's all we have left to evolve the survival of the fittest i mean shit they warned us back in high school it's like quit making fun of those nerds dude because eventually they're gonna own giant companies and be rich as fuck yeah they are and I would imagine most of them have reproduced a lot more than I have. So again, it's one of those things where over a long enough timeline, people do evolve and we do figure things out, whether it will mean our destruction or our sale, our salvation remains to be seen. Is it possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is it likely? No evidence to support. Based on the fact we can't even get the majority of us to put a stupid piece of cloth on our fucking faces so that we don't kill more of each other, I would say it didn't speaks say we were volumes to the fact that human evolution, without help, we would still be in fucking caves. But the nice like- part about exactly what you brought up is true. Yes, we can't get half of the population to put a piece of cloth on their mouth which means that half of the population is likelihood to catch the virus and die, which in and of itself is a natural selection of intelligence over stupidity. You ever see idiocracy? Clearly that does not hold fucking water. (laughs) Idiots and the lowest low intelligence usually means they're more fertile. True. That's fair. People that are smart that should be procreating are like, I'll wait till it's the proper time and then you know pun far doesn't you know comes and goes and they don't get a chance to you know i i sort of feel like like humanity has kind of reached its peak of evolution and now we're going backwards never Mm. never 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 Mm. we're not going backwards we're being outrun by the technology we've created well and here's something to ponder too (laughs) i just saw an article today that uh, says that apes in the wild are starting to enter a stone age. They're starting to use tools. They've so, been using tools for yeah. decades, though. Well, they now that's been documented, but camp. but it's their it's the sophistication with which they are using it that is evolving. Yeah, they, they're they're call, mm-hmm. they're saying that the that apes have entered the stone age essentially. That's crazy. So, that's cool. In and of itself, I mean. Either we are going to surpass our elders and, you know, be much better than we ever were, or we're going to go extinct and the next race will come in right behind us. 
it's a simple order of <laughs> cause and effect beginning and end we will end at some point it sucks well, and, and think about but, that too because i mean danny you're right because humans humans evolved into humans while some other species was dominant and may not be on the earth anymore yep but it wasn't so. us that took them out it was luck it's also a likelihood sure. too now this is just a theory of mine that humanity has existed already and wiped itself out on this exact same planet because the timeline of space as we know it is billions of years old so you, you see figure that humanity it. as a whole as a society as a nomadic group has only existed for about 7,000 years, roughly, give or take. 7,000 years in the span of a billion years. And it's not just a billion years, it's hundreds of billions of years that the universe has been existing. So there's a likelihood that humanity has lived on this planet, thrived, died, got wiped clean from it, new creatures came in on top of it, thrived, died, and then we started. <laughs> new that creatures makes... came to this planet, didn't wipe their feet, some Fuckers. organisms got into the water. And humans... it. It's like going into an Airbnb that didn't get clean. Bullshit. But that, that makes me think of um, that Futurama episode where yeah. they're trying to say Leland, he just goes forward in time until it all restarts. It around. <laughs> He's like, oh, we overshot it. They had to do it again. That's where Danny got his theory from. <laughs> I theorize that many multitudes of humanity have existed on this exact same world that weren't us, that were something completely different from us, but alien to us in our own right. But by the time the new predatory species started to come about, they had so been long gone, much like what you were asking, James, what's going to be left to prove we're here? To be quite frank, with tectonic shifting, none of the Earth vaults will survive. Between all the metals, alloys, and stones, they will either get melted, shaped, or induced into itself. Satellites lose orbit, drop. You might find trace metals of them, but likelihood is, since it's a giant oceanic planet, it went into the depths of the ocean to get eroded and broken into pieces long before we ever had a chance to see it. So again, nature recycles itself by natural order. So there is a theory of mine that it has done this many times before and is just just, continuing the transition. To think about it from that that grandest scale all the way out, looking at it from like the the Big Bang, the initial explosion, everything else, all the way to where we're at now in the small little sliver of time that that we can like sort of see in both directions, you know, not very much. Um, uh, with all of that, uh, you know, theory essentially saying that, you know, we've been here and, and gone many, many times before, uh, you see it on a much smaller scale, but a much more consistent scale every year. The progression of the seasons, you know, life yeah. begins, it grows, it matures, it drops, you know, additional whatever. And then that incarnation dies does that mean that there's no more grass or corn or, or whatever no it just yeah. means that that cycle has run its course and then again we'll we'll start again mm-hmm. so it's uh, a natural order of nature as we are aware of it now again other species on different planets might hold it differently 
their circumstances might be completely different than ours. Their sun may be different in that respects. Things grow differently. Their evolution might be different. Exactly. Evolution happens where it needs to, how it needs to move forward. A planet of Benjamin Buttons where everyone starts at elderly and grows young. Pretty much, yeah. It's possible because in all fairness... Anything's possible. It's still a beginning and an end. We start in a diaper and we end in a diaper. There's nothing in between but shit. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note... (laughs) (laughs) And that's how we end the show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, More philosophical discussions next week, unless we all just shit the bed. Yeah, you might just tell me to not show up, and that's okay. Or maybe we all get possessed and, you know. If we're fucking lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Or if that demon is fucking unlucky. True. You done fucked up. You done fucked up. It'd be interesting to see, Bring it, demon. A demon possessed a body and, like, got to see all, like, your innermost thoughts or whatever. And it was just like, yeah. mm. No. This was a. I did not read my my paperwork before I made this uh, leap. I need to, I need to get a hold of Scott Bakula and leap the fuck out of here because this body is not. Oh God, not good. There, there's a key, <laughs> there's a key and peel sketch that's like that with the two old ladies that are in the pews in the church. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. just like, I'm gonna take that demon and kill this. Oh, I'm my gonna God. Break your off. <laughs> that's yeah. hilarious. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. There are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com. For instance, you can find us on Facebook at Not Another Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at SamanthaStark3. And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not a Y. And you wanted it, you asked for it, you got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Not Another Podcasters.